Today's episode of The Chat Show is brought to you by TheUnAustralian.net, fake news at its finest. Hi everybody, this is Mark Williamson, host of The Chat Show. Thank you guys for listening. Today's episode, I chat to, well, I don't want to give too much away. He's a mate of mine, Marcus Ryan. I've known him for ages. He stayed at my house. Funnily enough, he's never been on the podcast. We like, I thought he had, but apparently not. That's what you get after 150 episodes. You don't know who's been on. Anyway, we had a chat today. Now, it's a fun chat, Marcus. He travels the world doing comedy. Pretty cool life. And we get into that. Now, you might hear some noise in the background. We did record this episode in, well, it's the David Jones, the, what was it, the Westfield Food Court. So, Marcus like, no, nah, sh- don't sit near the bin, Mark. They won't rattle. No, nah, we'll be fine. Anyway, we sat near the bin. There was a little bit of noise. But anyway, I think I've edited most of that. It sounds fine. Anyway, if it's not good, it's not, what am I, I don't know. Anyway, moving right along. Thank you guys for listening and supporting the show. If you like the show, how if you listen on Libsyn, not Libsyn, um, Stitcher, rate review. If you're iTunes, rate review. Or if you're on social media, give us a share. More listens, the better. Alternatively, also, if you like, I want to sponsor a podcast, get in contact. You can tweet me at mwchatshow or email comedyonedge at yahoo.com. All right, I guess... Enough, nothing else needs to be said. Um, also, thank you guys, loyal listeners and new listeners. Thank you guys for listening. I really enjoy doing this podcast. I think I should. I think we're in the 150th episode. I'm hoping this year to rack up, knock up the 200, and we will keep going. Anyway, enough rambling. On with the show. I'll hit the music. Welcome everybody to Comedy on Edge presents the chat show. I'm your host Mark Williamson and my guest today, I thought he's a returning guest but he's not. It's a first time guest. Marcus Ryan, how are you buddy? I'm good Mark, nice to be here. I'm stunned we haven't done this before because you've stayed in my old house. And I, uh, yeah, I have. I have been at the Hilton, the, the, <laughs> the, the Williamson Hilton, yeah. Yes. Uh, but I, I guess we didn't get around to it, I was busy. No, I think we were, because we must have just been hanging out chatting and I forgot to plug the... You um, forgot to press record. Yeah, or, or just <laughs> hook up the equipment. That's so. a sad thing now, is everyone, you have to be recording everything we do now. Well, it, uh, We can't just sit and have a chat anymore, we've got to be Instagram stories and we have to be... Do, this should be a podcast, let's make this a podcast. <laughs> it's so true, it's like, and you've got the worst thing is when you catch up with, but like... We're mates. I've probably seen... I haven't seen you, is it two or three years? I'd say closer to four, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. in that time, I know what you're up to because I see on Facebook. Yeah. I'm not an Instagrammy guy. It's, I haven't taken to that one. No, I'm learning it. I'm yeah. trying to get into it. And then I, I realise it just... You, you waste a lot of time on there. And, and uh, oh, well, not wasting. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe I just... I don't understand why comics do Instagram because... We've, we work with words. So, like, I like Twitter. So, I like, you know, yeah. making my snarky Barnaby Joyce joke, getting that out there. <laughs> but I don't really, I'm not, I can't be asked photoshopping and doing all that stuff. Yeah. Seems like I, a lot. I mean, in your, we should, I should, so I didn't do, give you the justice of a great intro. Oh, yeah. Let's do that intro. Well, that I, I, well, let's do that intro I emailed you that I said you have to say. Well, I'll, I'll do the first <laughs> three pages of it. No, it's funny because I've been listening to a lot of, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listened to one the other day. I won't name the name. Like, it's a great podcast. But the guy did a 20-minute intro on, well, the, the person he was interviewing was Paulie Shaw. All right. I know who Paulie Shaw is, but... Biodome. That's Bi- the intro well, you need, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Biodome, his mum owns the comedy store. Yeah, And then you much. get into it. But it was like, by the time we got to the intro, I was like, so in your case, I'm like, here's Marcus. Let's have a chat. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I should, you've, you're a tra- you travel the world doing comedy. You've done some, I saw your, sh- I pr- 
had your show in my former room, Love Me Tinder, a couple. That was four years ago. That must have been, yeah. I, I can't remember, 14 or 15, 2014 or 15, I'm not it sure. Was, uh, yeah, around that, but it was time flies. And since then, you've traveled the world. You've, you've pretty much, you've got the dream life. Like, you, you do have an Instagram life because, yeah. you know, you've done South America, Europe, just doing gigs, you're going to Canada. Yeah, back in Canada uh, this year. I'm taking last year's show to the summer circuit of fringe festivals there. So that'll be that'll be a bit of fun. That will, yeah, definitely. And you're over in Australia now. You've got the Melbourne Comedy Festival coming up. Yeah. Doing the whole whole run? No. Well, I'm doing the whole run as far as I'll be I'll be gigging every night. But uh, my, my new show will only be for the last two weeks. And I have another show which will be uh, every Monday for, for just three shows. Ah, only. yes. Now, tell, tell, or tell, it's the show that your solo show is called Walk This K. Uh, yeah, great title. I which, know, uh, some genius must have thought <laughs> that up. <laughs> I did the poll, I did the Facebook poll of my friends to see what, what's a good title. And uh, yeah, you're the man. There we go. In case you haven't, yeah, Twig, that's right. I came up with that. Now, it's funny because like naming festivals, I always go with like a, like, Nothing as imaginative as that for my own shows, and I'm like, oh, this is a really good. I must. I think it's easier to name someone else's than your own. The controversy with that is that um, uh, I've been told by a native Spanish speaker that uh, K uh, doesn't rhyme with with uh, it do- doesn't work grammatically. Oh, see, I was going for the faulty towers, Manuel. K, K, K. Well, I think yeah, yeah I think it's fine. Yeah, I, I think it's too. good. I think it's funny, but um, yeah, I got pulled up on it, so oh. maybe maybe it doesn't work exactly. But I think it's fine. I think it's anyone good. who's read my writing knows that grammar's not my strong point. So no. it's good that I'm yeah. offending people in other languages with the grammar quotes. The show's called Walk This K, by the way. I That's true. And what's what's it about? Um, I last year I walked across Spain. By choice, or you just ran out of cash? Yeah, I couldn't get a bus ticket. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were really expensive. And I had to get to a gig. Hey, um, having travelled to Europe, yeah, the, with the conversion rate, I can understand that. Yeah, no, I did. I had a gig on the other side of Spain. Uh, it does sound like a, a funny thing happened on the way to a gig. Um, and I had about 40 days to get there, so I, <laughs> I walked instead of taking a bus. How far are we talking? Flying. Like, just... We're talking the entire country I walked across... Uh, a thousand kilometers. Wow. Yeah. In fact, I actually walked. Uh, I, the the journey, as they say, is eight hundred kilometers. Um, it's called the way, or the it's a Camino de Santiago. Oh, so it's an actual like a track. Yeah, it's a yeah. pilgrimage, uh, which is quite popular. Um, and I started in France, in the Pyrenees, oh. in a town called Saint Jean Pied-de-Pilt, and you walk through the mountains and then across the desert and straight straight through the country. And it takes about 30-something days. Um, and then from there, you, you can choose to go further if you want. So I walked across to the coast to get right to the ocean. And then I walked back another three days by myself, which was not a part of it. No, just you thought, just oh, let's, like an encore tour, a lap I of honour. You were going to do a lap of honour. I, I had an ego. I got up to 900 kilometres. And I thought, I can't stop there. I need to get to 1,000. So, That's fair. So I did. I, got, I walked an extra three days by myself. Off the track, just uh, you know, no, everyone else had given up by this point. They're looking at me, going, "What are you doing?" And uh, I still don't know why I did it. It's it's a fair, but that's something like it's that's something on the list to sort of tell people. Yeah, just walked. Not many people would have done all that I've met have walked across Spain. I think it's good to check. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like when people brag about going to the gym and they're like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I just did a couple of reps today." Yeah, how'd you do? Oh, I just walked, walked across, across the country. Spain. So, well, for a former guest, do you know Dr. Peter Green? He's a recurring guest on our show. 
He's written two books and that involves him and his mates. Once he rode around um, Australia on a bike. Oh, right. And then he's also done New Zealand. And just, he's, yeah. he's like yourself, pretty laid back guy. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I've ridden my bike around Australia. And then, like, you just, you're reading his book and you're like, that's a fair effort. And the New Zealand one with the hill, like the hills yeah. and the mountains. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't call them hills, mountains. Yeah. And then you've just walked. Is this, is it a, a flattish walk? I mean, obviously the Pyrenees, probably not that there's, flat. There's mountains, uh, but not so not so strenuous. I mean, I've, I've, I've done some hiking in mountains in other countries. Um, so I've, you know, I've gone to proper altitudes. But uh, the Spanish mountains aren't so bad. Uh, it's boredom is what will get you. <laughs> I yeah. went through the desert for for uh, some time and there's a stretch there where it's just like yeah very hot and no shade oh. and it's it's a bit depressing so you really are on a journey you know within yourself to whether or yeah. not you can handle it did so you sort of have targets of each day like you knew where you needed to be or was it just I got 40 days I'll get there each day was kind of a thing of like uh, you have it you do know different towns that you might want to get to and um, and then you just have to listen to your body and see if you can get mm. to it. So some days I walked 20Ks, uh, others I walked over 40Ks. Wow. So I did I did a marathon yeah. two times, I think, in one day and you're carrying 10 kilograms on your back. You're carrying all, all of your stuff. So the entire way, I think I walked uh, on average 25, 30Ks a day for wow. 35, 38 days or something. Well, that's, that's yeah. that isn't a and look. That's a great go. Go watch. I, I want to go see the show now. I'm pity you're not coming to Sydney, so I want to hear the details of this. Well, like, yeah, I want especially those desert scene, the desert sessions. Yeah, that's going, <laughs> I was almost going to say, you know, you're going across the desert. Was it on a horse with no name? But I think that one's been uh, taken. There was a point where I needed a horse. Um, did you yeah. do it with an iPod? Did you have an iPod or like did you have a, music? Or? I had it, I had music, but I didn't really listen to it. Huh? Uh, you end up talking to people a lot. Oh, that's true. Or just talking to yourself. Ah. You go delirious at times. Like there's a long stretch of desert that I walked through that was uh, one road was 14 kilometers straight. Oh. And it and was like nothing, like literally just de- no literally desert. no 7-Eleven, no. It, it's, a, it's a road that the Romans built and they oh, were wow. known for their straight roads. That was their that was their was thing. It? And it they was put the <laughs> row in road and Rome. Yeah. yeah. And they put this big straight line and and they people would stop me and say, "Oh, do you know Julius Caesar was on this road once?" I was like, "Yeah, well, good on him, but uh, he probably had slaves and a horse." Yeah, I I'm walking with my pack on, and this is not fun. No, he yeah, he would have done a bit, he would have done yeah. a bit of glamping more. Yeah, he stuff. would have he would have had a bit of fun. It's funny you say that about the roads in, or Romans being known for the straight roads. Yeah, you ever been to Tassie? I have been to Tassie. Driven around Tassie? No, no, no. Go for a drive around Tassie, and shout out to my Tassie listeners. There's, you'll see roads that have bends and curves for absolutely no reason. There's lot, like, there's what the road into Queenstown's got like 54 curves. Right. The reason being, when the engineers made the road, they got paid more to do a corner or a road than straight road. Did they? So they would, rather than just do the shortest po- as the crow flies, they're like, well, let's put in a bend and get our extra, <laughs> you know, couple of thousand bucks in the paycheck. <laughs> so you're in Tassie, you've got... I'm not like I'm not a driver. Driving doesn't interest. But if you're into yeah. driving, you love working corners or doing a bit of drifting. Yeah. head to Tassie. <laughs> well, that's like that's that's a classic. Uh, we're getting paid by the hour, so yeah, we're, they're getting paid by the curve. Yeah, why not? That's I mean, great. Good yeah. on them. Yeah, no, they've done that. So yeah. there you go. Well, I wish they did some. It would have been nice in Spain if they got paid by the tree. <laughs> yeah, if they had to put some trees in there that I could have 
had some shade under at some point. That would have been nice. See any tumbleweeds, or is that just like in a Roadrunner cartoon? Uh, none, none that I could think of. I saw a lot of bread. Yeah, Spain's known for its bread. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it's known for it, but there was a lot of bread there. I know. Um, I, I know tapas. They've oh, got that. But the tapas, tortilla, tortilla, bread, wine, cerveza. It's 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 kind of romantic to think. Oh, that's that's what we're having and. But when you're living off that every day for 40 days, it's... Uh, and you're doing about 30 to 40 k's a day. Yeah. It's yeah. And you don't have to live off it, but that's pretty much... You live like a local and you... I'd say when in Rome, but when in Spain. When in Spain, yeah. yeah. Was the gig worth it? Like you walked... For <laughs> like it's a long way. Like, it'd be nothing worse than you rock up and you've got th- you're have got you talking to three people. <laughs> I'm gig, hoping it was a fun gig. The gig was great. It was in a town called A Coruña. And it was uh, it was full of Spanish and a lot of internationals. Uh, it was at a language school, oh. um, and there was about a hundred people packed into this room. Nice, it was really good. And so one one Russian guy was there as well, who stared at me the whole time. It was hilarious. Probably the KGB. He said to me after the gig, he goes, uh, and everyone had noticed this that he was like n- not really smiling, but he was that's the Russian way. And he came up afterwards and he goes, "You are the funniest comedian I've ever seen." I've never been to see comedy before. <laughs> and it was, I thought he was going to kill me. Like, I didn't know. Yeah, what, yeah, no, no, no. His face had that real dry look, and I was like, wow, thanks, man. And he was really happy that the. Yeah, I just. Yeah. Sounds like he was auditioning some gear himself. He's an aspiring open mic. I've maybe, never cracked. Maybe. He's like, I'll great. use my bats because it's a great line. I'm <laughs> yeah, it was really nice to do. Um, I, I think I'll take the bus next time or fly. Yeah. But uh, So you got no, like, what's your next? Where are you going next? Like next year, what have you got? Like next year's plan? Are you going to? Can- I suppose Canada's the next. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to take a little break after Canada. Yeah, because I'm thinking you've clocked up. So you must have some great frequent flyer points. I don't. No. No. Oh, I'm, different I'm the, flights. I'm the worst Jumbo. person. I just I always go to different airlines and just sort of ah whatever whatever works. And, I, and I'm not good at doing return flights because I always want to see where I can get to after that. I'll no. fly somewhere one way and then just figure it out. No, that so. makes sense. So have you got a return ticket from Canada or? I Just haven't booked my Canadian Oh, you haven't booked yet. There you go. But yeah. you're there. You'll be there, Canadian people. I'll be in Canada in uh, June in Montreal at the Fringe, and then I'm doing Edmonton Fringe as well. But uh, June, July, August, I'll be in Canada for three months. Wow. The Edmonton... It's funny because I'm a massive wrestling fan, so I know yeah. Edmonton, there's a lot of wrestlers up that way. So Right. Yeah, you're going to be... I've, d- I've done the Edmonton Fringe before. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And uh, Montreal, I love as a city. I haven't been there for a Have long time. Have you been to time. Calgary? I, yeah, I've done a lot. I've, I've worked in Canada for over 10 years. So oh, wow. I, so I, I've seen more of Canada than a lot of Canadians. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of Calgary gigs, a lot of Alberta, Saskatchewan, BC. Yeah. Ah, you've done, you've done all the... Have you gone out? Because like, uh, the wrestlers, they do these tours out. Do you, you're, so you're there in the summer, not the winter. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it'll be a bit quieter this summer with, if you're outside fringes. But um, uh, I'll be doing a tour uh, in BC in the summer as well. So... Uh, I've got a, a little bit of a tour lined up, nice. and, and then going up to some really remote places like uh, Fort Nelson, uh, and uh, Saskatchewan, Prince George. These these real kind of uh, mining towns. Would well, you know Saskatchewan? Um, yeah. Do you know the UFC fighter or WWE wrestler Brock Lesnar? No, I don't. No. Oh, go Google him. He lives in Saskatchewan because Bro- he doesn't like people. He used to live in Minneapolis <laughs> in this compound. Like for those. Brock Lesnar is six foot eight, yeah. four hundred ki- oh, three hundred pounds of just pure muscle. He's like a UFC legitimate f- 
badass. Badass, sorry. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, talking American. Yeah, I yeah, know. I'm getting there. Badass. He lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is pretty f- cold country. Yeah. Middle of nowhere. Someone drove past his house because I don't want this. So he moved to Saskatchewan just to get away from people. Really? He's got his little farm, his compounds. And yeah, just doesn't like. So maybe you should give shout out Brock Lesnar if you're listening. Go see Marcus the show. You, you'd love him in the front row of yeah. Do, do you know him? No, I know of him, not oh, personally. Right. I don't think many people know him. In I'll try and find him. He, he won't like that, though. He won't. No, like no, that. no. I think watch some of his UFC fights. I, I don't think it's good for your health if you go hunt, health if you go hunting. Trying to find him, yeah. Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah, Dang, no. like he's a re- a legit wrestler, and yeah. Saskatchewan is the is the province that gets a lot of jokes about being a flat. Uh, it, there's a lot of old jokes about Saskatchewan because it's so flat. That you know, well, my wife left me, and three days later, I could still see her walking. You know, <laughs> or my dog ran away from home, and I and there it goes. Do you think all thing. those flat Earth theories came from Saskatchewan? Possibly. There's a lot of a uh, lot of good places in Saskatchewan, but uh, there's a lot of there's alien landings there. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, St. Paul, St. Oh, maybe that's in Alberta, just across oh, the border. I but believe. that's sort of like uh, like people see aliens. Yeah, Saskatchewan is sort of known as the the sort of the Texas of, you know, it's not, is a lot it, of oil there. Would there be some green products grown in... in uh, the green stuff's more it? out west. It's oh, more, okay, that's more BC. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere in Canada, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, Actually, North America, yeah. Well, it's yeah. legal over there. Yeah, definitely. Medicinally definitely. and le- normally. Allegedly. Alle- uh, it allegedly. Can, be, can be good for some people. Allegedly, yeah. I've, I've heard of the benefits, <laughs> but we won't... Yeah. We'll talk about this in seven years' time. I'll be, I'll be going back to Burning Man this year too. Oh, after, the, after my Canada. I think we should probably end this part because you, whole you've got to get through security, buddy. Yeah, you, so yeah, you've yeah, been to Burning point. Man. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. Is it what's what's the atmosphere like? What and is, I'll be doing a show there. Oh, I, yeah. It's a lot of pressure. No, not no. Really. Or is it just like everyone's like? Uh, ch- is it a chilled festival or is it sort of like? It's what you want it to be. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's not a music festival. It's just a festival of, of arts and community and uh, people go there for uh, to experience, I don't know, experience life and and see what it's like to live in a sort of a way of life that that's probably the ideal lifestyle in a sense. Yeah. Just everyone sharing and people are friendly to each other and it's kind of nice. Whereabouts is Burning? Like I've, I know, obviously, know the festival. Whereabouts is it? It's in the Nevada desert. Uh, ah. Reno's the biggest city nearby. It's in the Black Rock, uh, Black Rock City. They call it. You got to think for deserts. You've, yeah. <laughs> you've walked through them. You part. You go to a festival. You're doing shows. Yeah, I am. I'm often in deserts. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. I, this is excuse my ignorance. I didn't realize there was one in a, a desert in Spain. There is. It's the um, uh, the Masot. No, Masot. Oh, I need to remember this. The Masetta, I believe it's called. I feel um, at this point we should. I don't want to go back and talk too much about your Spain thing because I think for those in Melbourne, go see the yeah. show. That's I don't want to take anything away. So yeah, well, but it's, I keep naturally coming well, back well, to. Well, no, it. that's fine. Though. Yeah. I'm happy to talk about because it's the it's on my mind for sure. Yeah, well, I, you're you're in rehearsals, you're running it through. Yeah, I'm getting the show ready and I'm excited about it. You've done uh, it well, like doing the last two weeks of the festival. Because the first two weeks you're just going to be doing gig, gig. So you're going to be match fit when you get in there. Yeah, my show is also uh, coming on the back of my other last year's show was uh, Ablas Inglés, which so I've kept the Spanish theme. And the show last year was all about traveling through uh, Central and South America, ah. which uh, which was in the same venue last year in Melbourne. Did really well, uh, picked up some award nominations and yeah. things like that. 
And so this year I'm continuing with a storytelling sort mm. of theme and um, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, no, I'm keen to get down and check it out. You're at the Elephant Wheelbarrow the last two weeks of the festival. Yeah. Go along, great pub. It's on the top of Burke Street off memory. Yeah. And yeah, just go along. Go see, go see shows. If you're in Melbourne, go see. What else is there to do? You can only watch. Football's only on in the weekend. My other my other show you can't see, but you can be at. Ah, I wanted, yes. Light, is it Lights Out? Lights or? Out laughs. It's funny you say this. Um, do you remember, did you hear of the World's Funniest Island Comedy Festival? I was booked to do that. The second one? Uh, I was booked to do it when it didn't happen. Yeah, so, well, funnily enough, I was booked to do shows, and one of the shows I was running was a Lights Out comedy show. Are you serious? We had a bunker booked on the island, because Cockatoo Island's a former war venue. We had a bunker lined up to, to, have to a do the show that, thankfully, you've run with the and done it. But, yeah, we had it booked. It never, like, because obviously the festival fell through. What year was that? Oh, before, I think before I even knew. I knew of you. I don't think we'd yeah. met. But yeah, it was, we had this show lined up because wow, it was, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, because I saw, I remember seeing it last year. I'm like, oh, good on you. You've done, because it's such a great, sorry, I no, jumped in. Tell, no, tell the listeners all, the concept all. of the no, show. I, I, came up, I came up with this idea um, in 2010, which was, and I did a one-off in Melbourne when the Earth Hour, you know, Earth Hour. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The power goes off. That fell on the same day as one of my shows in Melbourne, at the exact same time. So I knew that ahead of time, and I organised in the guide that my show on that day would be done in complete blackout, uh, trying to do this whole lights-off thing, and I thought it would be a really good concept. The venue I was in was kind of not good for it. It was a <laughs> mezzanine kind of thing, and it would just look like it just looked like the gig was crap. Like yeah, the no lights, light, yeah. Well, uh, someone's turned the microphone off and the lights <laughs> are dim. So it didn't it didn't pull off, but it got a lot of press. And, yeah, and I've always liked the idea, and I wanted to pursue it. And I've seen the theatre restaurants; they do the the uh, dining experience yeah. in the dark. And so last year, I had the chance to find a venue, and and I did that. Um, and it, it we raised money for uh, the Fred Hollows Foundation. Oh, sweet! Which was great, and yeah. the show sold out every single show. Yeah, is it just now this one? You have guests? I do. Yeah. So I I kind of. The, the beauty of this one is I don't announce anyone. The, my idea is that I want everyone to come in not knowing what's happening. And they come in and, and I host it. Uh, or who hosts it, who knows? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a good thing. The tickets are all sold out without anyone mm. knowing who's on the bill. Yeah. Um, because people get behind it. They love the theme. Oh, comics. Like at festivals, comics would jump at the chance yeah, to do something and, like and that. Love, comics all wanted to do it. It was really good fun. The experience was amazing for everybody. Um, people just, you know, I, and I don't even mention who's on mm. coming onto the stage. I just said, here's your next act, yeah. and that's it. And it's up to the audience to figure out who it is. It's up to the, uh, the comedian to say their name if they want to. Uh, and, and comics can mess around or they can try new things or things they wouldn't normally do. Yeah. It's a really fun experience to see yeah. what, uh, you know. And this year we're doing it again. So hopefully Sweet. it gets a lot of support once nah, more. Check, check that out. If you can if you can get a ticket, go go listen to it. I was about to say go see it, but... Go experience <laughs> it, Go experience yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's only on for three nights, so it's a it's an experimental thing. But and it is uh, a great... Because like, I remember we were kicking around the idea because we got to the stage where we were loosely planning... Yeah. And we had a couple of impressionists lined up. And we were going to get them to do the impressionists to go on and do five. Then get the actual comedian on to do 
the fight because we had Dave Hughes was on the island at that stage and he has such a distinctive voice. Yeah, so he thought not introducing. Yeah. <laughs> so then the people are going to walk out yeah. going, did I hear him or was that? Yeah, well, I, I was doing impressions of different comedians oh. on stage and there were the great thing was I had audience members coming out afterwards saying, I don't know, like I had three or four acts yeah. from different countries on my show. I had Indian comics on, I had uh, yeah. African comics, uh, Asian, other Asian comics and they would, People in the audience would come out saying, I don't know whether there were three different people or whether yeah. it was just one person doing voices. Yeah, yeah it could be. Sp- I mean, that's the thing. You, it could be just you doing your <laughs> impressions. For yeah, that'd be, that'd, be, uh, that'd be cheeky, but um, <laughs> but could be. Could be. I mean, if they're enjoying the show, they're going, yeah. if it's selling out, it's, you're the greatest impressionist of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad concept, is it? Yeah, yeah. Just, just, the, just the fake the fake show. <laughs> oh, heck, you get it. Could you get away with just hitting the record <laughs> play button on a CD? Yeah, and I just won't be there. I'll just go off and see a Someone's show. Like, Is Bill yeah. Hicks here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm outsourcing my comedy shows. Oh no, that's great. It's such a. Yeah. It's. I, that's what I love about comedy festivals. Those sh- left of field ideas. Those. I mean, stand up. I think it's an underrated form. It is great. And yeah. storytelling is amazing. Yeah. But just those different ideas, like, you know, going and actually just listening to a show in the complete darkness, it's su- something different. That's the old radio play yeah. kind of thing. Like, to, to listen to comedy on the radio was a thing that used to happen. And mm. it's, a, it's a test for the performer as well to find out what material works without using your body language and uh, yeah. facial expressions. Yeah. So it's a it's a real experience for everyone to to get something from. What's your liability insurance like? Yeah, you have to be very careful with a lot of those things. Um, I wanted to have complete bl- dark, uh, and the yeah. festival wouldn't let me do it. Like you know, I still have to have the exit lights up. Um, I've provided eye masks for the audience, oh, which that's good. just to give that extra um, darkness and. Strangely, they they really embraced it. Like they all wore them. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're in f- in for a penny, in for a pound, I think that's. But yeah, I yeah. understand. How do you go with getting the performers on the stage? I uh, I usher them up there. They so they so no little light or just you. No, look. I last year I had a I had a little glow stick on stage. So if they needed something to see, but um, yeah, they they found their way there. <laughs> we got, we had no problems. So touch wood, it uh, works again this year. I'm trying to think. Do I know any comedians who've got done a knee in the last? Did you have, you didn't have any slips or falls from the? No, no. And I've got uh, you know you have to get the insurance on those venues. Yeah, as no, well, of course. So You've got to have liability. Uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be fine. But the the good thing is, people who are going to the show, they know what they're in for before they buy a ticket as well. Yeah. So nobody freaks out in the audience. Well, is it a case of like, do you? Like, people get there and, like, you see it, then the lights go off, or is it black when you get in? They'll have to wait and find oh, out. Oh, there you go. So, check it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. Like, yeah, I, we came close to running because we had a bomb yeah. shelter, and in hindsight, it probably was better that this... I'm not... The festival's great, but yeah, looking at all the logistics that I'm thinking through now, I'm thinking... I did have liability at that stage, but I didn't really want to test it. It's definitely something I, I would like to take further and, mm. and do in other other places. But yeah, there is a there is a lot of logistics you have to deal with. Uh, yeah. It's not the easiest show to run. No, I mean you've got it's in the Melbourne Town Hall. It's in the yeah. Town Hall. So That's a great. They're sort of they're pros at running shows, so it's probably the best you can get. They're pros at running shows, but you can't you can't cut any corners either. So no. if I want to get extra darkness in there they're kind of like no no we can't we can't go around the rules yeah. so it's definitely a safe environment um and it's just it's just unsafe as far as what's going to happen like no yeah. one knows what they're in for so yeah. it's it's a it's a great i mean essentially stand, I going to a stand-up show 
unless you know the performer intimately, it is a risk because you might go there and because yeah. I don't know, like to me, comedy is kind of like ice cream. <laughs> so it sounds cliched, but my style is different to yours. Is different to Bill here. Like we're all different. Yeah, not everyone likes every flavor. So in this instance, you get a little sw- and yet you you lose your sense of sight and yeah. And that's uh, essentially that's what it is. It's raising money and awareness for yeah. the blind. And the Fred High's f- brilliant foundation. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, I, and I've been approached since by other uh, organisations uh, who want to take it into the corporate world. So it's kind of a thing where it's like, all right, well, this is, there's interest behind it. It's a, it's a gig that um, people are interested in and they want to support. And it does. It gives you a sense of what it's like to be blind. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's really important that people walk away with a different perspective. And blind people come to the show as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a really lovely experience to be at and have people genuinely come up and thank you for doing it. That, that's a lot to get out of it. That is. That, yeah, that's a great, great. So, yeah, check that out. Well, you're a busy person at the festivals, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, you just got back recently from India. I did. I was doing, uh, I did my first trip to India. So, it's a, I, like to, I like to tick off new countries. You must have ticked a few. Like your, your passport must be pretty well stamped. I I was actually worried going into India if I had any room because uh, for India you have to have a sp- uh, supposedly you have to have a, a completely full blank page um, to have a visa put in. Ah. And when I flew to India, I didn't have a full page left. Oh, I'm onto my second passport now, and it's it's yeah, literally full. Uh, coming back to Australia. So I had to talk to them and say, yeah, can you just put a stamp there and make it smaller? Like I was doing a Tetris thing at every immigration. Can you put yours there and let's just move them around? You are a seasoned traveller because I always get so... Sc- I remember when I, my first... I haven't travelled... Like I've been to America and to Europe, but I yeah. remember when in America, I was so convinced I was getting tipped because I went in and we said we weren't going to talk about this on the show, but no, that's all right. we're talking about my visas issues. I went in and the guy, the guy on the immigration was just this pile of muscle and tattoos. Yeah. He was a scary dude. And he's looking at me, he goes, name, occupation. I go, administration assistant. And he's on the internet and I go, and he goes, occupation. And I go, and then I thought, oh shit, did I put comedy? Because like my passport, yeah. I had my passport back when I had an admin job. And I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. And I thought in my head, like it felt like, and my, cause my, girlfriend at the time who's now my wife she was waiting for me she went through straight away and there's this hold up and she's sort of getting panicked i'm getting panicked and then he just looks and i'm like oh he's found my blog he's found a clip and then after a while he goes you can go through and i was almost gonna and i looked at him I'm like yeah i'm not gonna kiss you buddy no <laughs> but it was just that moment so you but oh yeah. there's no way i'd be saying oh can you stand here you're great like that no well i'm i just had to make sure i could get in and and uh you know because i ha- i've had the had the shows lined up and um mm. india was a was a great experience but uh it's i think it's like the 40 42nd country now that i've gigged 40? in wow yeah so i feel um, i'm getting there you are getting there like you going is there any country actually i was i was going to say you because you'll probably get some more is there any country, and not for any reason that you just got no interest in going to, or, um, or is it you're open? Like, if I can get there, I can. No, if there's, I mean, for, for one, if there's work and they want me, then I'll I'll go do it. Um, but there's a lot of countries now that I, you know, I want to keep trying new countries. I always like to try go to a new place for travel travel sake. But I want to go to a new country to do a gig there if it's if they've never had comedy there as well. Do your so. gigs like take India for instance? Are you gigging to expats or is it Indian like locals who 
Because uh, I'm guessing you're a very talented man. I'm guessing you don't speak Hindi or... Like, I'm guessing your show's not an hour of Hindi one line. No, I'm fluent in Hindi now, yeah. Wow, and I, Spanish. Four and weeks there. Something <laughs> of all the country, 42 different languages. You'd yeah. be in some sort of Guinness Book and of Records. There's a couple of hundred uh, dialects or different languages in India that itself. That is true. So, no, that would be impossible. Um, it, the audiences were all Indian in India, of course. Um, there's not a... Look, there is a big expat scene there, but they're not going out to watch comedy because comedy is a very new art form in India. That's it's true. It's only been around eight or nine years. Yeah, was it the UK Comedy Store that first set up? Because I know Raw, um, the Melbourne Comedy Festival goes there. Yeah, they've been going there for around about the same time, I believe. But um, a couple of comics, uh, Viadas and uh, Papa CJ. They, I've met the Papa CJ. Yeah. He's, he does sit, He's doing... Not sure. He was there last year. If you see him in the Sydney Comedy Festival, go see him. He's Very a great funny. act, and he's yeah. a great friend of mine. We we uh, caught up in Delhi, and he helped me out with a few gigs in India. So he sort of got my foot in the door. Um, and I did sh- shows in Goa, Delhi, Mumbai. And, um, yeah, I'll be going back for sure. The, there's a really cool scene there, wow. and they want me back, which is great. That's good. But it was, it, that was all Indian audiences. So yeah. I, I gig in Singapore and KL. Um, Thailand, places like this where the audiences are expats. Yeah. The locals don't go out to see that stuff unless yeah. they're married to an expat. Yeah. But uh, India, the scene is is just all Indian. So That's great. I the mean, comics I'm on stage with are doing um, half, half Hindi, half English on stage. Oh, wow. So often they'll set up the joke in English and the punchline is in Hindi. It's very strange. So I, yeah, I don't understand half of the stuff that's going on. And then yeah. they bring me on stage. I'm like, all right, well, that, that's yeah. I don't understand, but I hope you guys are having fun. <laughs> oh, that's great! It's, I love the fact that the world is opening up in this sense. I mean, essentially with YouTube and yeah. the internet, you've got it. But the fact that you know a country like you know a billion people in India are getting stand-up comedy, yeah, it's, it's great. And, and th- that's the other thing too. There, there is such a high population there that there's guys who have been doing comedy for two years in India. And they put a thing on YouTube, and now they've got millions of followers or, or hits or something. It's I can't think of the stat. Papa CJ, he's got some phenomenal... There's something I just... It's yeah. completely slipped out of my head. But I remember being introduced to him and someone saying, and I'm like, what? And then, you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he works a lot in corporate. Uh, doesn't do a lot of clubs anymore. And he's he's a hard-working comic. Yeah, no, um, yeah. he Because he comes out to Sydney. I've seen many Sydney... Because I haven't been to Melbourne Confest in a couple of years, so... Yeah. That's great. So, yeah, gee, you've, I was thinking, you've got the great book. You just need to get your passport Yeah. and every stamp is a chapter. That's not a bad idea. There's, yeah, because yeah, I'm sure you've got countless stories from every... I do. I, I, keep, I, I have a lot of friends who are writers and, and other comics and they keep telling me, hurry up and write a book. Yeah. And I, and I just keep thinking, that what's, who wants to read no, that? No, I, I do. Like, I mean, you say that. Like, I like your updates and seeing your photos where you're at and the stories yeah. you've got. Having seen some of your shows and what we've talked about tonight, yeah. I mean, not many people. There are people out there who are like, oh, a desert in Spain. What's that like to walk through? There's a story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an interest. It is an interesting story, I guess. Um, and it'll be a great show. Great show to see. It will be great. What's have you had any like? Is there any country where the gigs have just been like? Obviously, gigs vary in hard. Is there any that you just like that was hard work? Yeah. Uh, and we're not we're not we're not blaming a whole country on this. Just sometimes. No, no, not at all. Um, to be honest, the the last well, the last weekend in uh, in Mumbai wasn't hard. It wasn't hard at all. Actually, the gigs were great. But there was one one time where I I might have got arrested almost. Oh wow! Yeah, they there's still a bit of a culture 
uh, you know, yeah, culture differences. Yeah, uh, let's put it that way. Um, a lot of comedians get sued in India. Oh, really? Yeah. So they have they have this thing in India that if you hear a comedian do something on radio or television and you're offended by that, you're entitled to sue them based on what you've heard. So. <laughs> There's a comedian there. Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. It's man. ridiculous. Uh, it's there's a comedian who did a radio interview, and he mentioned, uh, this is one of the guys I worked with, yeah. and, and he to- told me this, that uh, while he was on air at some radio station, they got him to do some jokes, and one of his jokes was a very generic uh, you know, reference to, hey, I'm sleeping with the, the enemy or the devil, uh, and referring to his wife. Uh, and that's, you know, very man and man and wife kind of material, yeah. stock stand-up yeah. stuff. Somebody uh, rang in the station or wrote a letter or something and, and said, uh, I'm offended because you're you're disrespecting the sanctity uh, of marriage. And so they are suing him, and, and the radio station has to cover this. And oh, the radio... Oh, well, thankfully, I, I hope it's... Ba- they've got his back, apparently, but it's like, you know, there's this whole thing of... You can be offended and, and sue people for things. So If it's over the sanctity of marriage, gee, Barnaby Joyce better not do some gear in India. <laughs> well, I just think about what I said on stage that they said to me, they said, yeah, you could have got arrested for that. You can go to prison for the things you were saying. And some of the things I do on stage, uh, sometimes I, I break down the wall and I, I go into the crowd. And that's a big no-no. Oh, really? In India, yeah. Like if you touch somebody or sit on their lap or... There's some, you know, there's things I do that are in the moment. That's all in good yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. And, Sp- and they, res- you know, I only do it if I know it's going to work, and it does work. Yeah. Um, but but India's a as no, a whole a whole other ball game because there's this whole etiquette with um with women with the etic- uh, with their modesty. Oh, of course. With religion and things like this oh. that that I got told after it happened, they said, yeah, uh, you could have been attacked. By the crowd, like they, this is a full-on thing where it can get to the point of mob mentality, and uh, you're lucky to get away with it. So that was a big, a big learning curve. Yeah, that's very, very, very. Because obviously, do you do like when you go to a country? Do you do research on stuff like this, or is up until? Cause I mean, like I know, for instance, in Thailand, it's yeah. jail. It's a jailable offense to mock the ro- uh, Thai royal the, family. The, yeah, the royals. Yeah, yeah. So like, obviously, stuff like that. Like, if you have you gigged in Thailand or I have. Yeah, I was in uh, Bangkok in December. Doing Guessing shows. you didn't do a lazy five on what a cunt the no. <laughs> the, the, the queen. <laughs> I think I might have to edit that out. <laughs> or I might be going. Yeah, maybe you'll get in trouble. Yeah, I, I've got a friend. Uh, his name's Fucker Fuzz. Uh, he's I know a, Fucker. Yeah, so he's, he's a brilliant comic. He's been uh, he's been in trouble. I mean, his last he's just he's just done a uh, Netflix special. Yeah, um, and I think that's called almost banned or something like that. Uh, but he's he talked about doing jokes about the royals or the or the uh, you know the president or something of Singapore, and he was talk he's Malaysian or the other way around. He might be Singaporean and talking about Malaysia. Anyway, uh, yeah, these places yeah. you can get in a lot of trouble. So I I steer clear of that. No, I'm, I understand. I'm I not mean, a controversial comedian. No, because really, I was so thinking like, when you said you could have got a rest, I'm like. You're not you're not what I call a blue comedian. No, you're not. No. You're the type of guy like if I've got a corporate, you're on my list to call. Like yeah. for those who don't, listeners who don't know the intricacies, corporates tend to, for the most part, be clean. Yeah, respect, funny, but just respectable shows. So the problem is, I'm never in the country to. That's ha- true. To you're never. My phone. Yeah, it's like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call me for that uh, yeah. job. I'll, I my SIM card is is currently yeah. in uh, India. <laughs> oh. But yeah, yeah, the whole. 
Yeah, because you'd have to, like, especially because yeah. if you, because what you, the way you travel, if you got struck off from one country, that's going to have big if yeah, effects I, for everywhere else. I, I play it fairly safe. Like, I like to travel the world and, and get into trouble as far as, you know, I've, I've been in a lot of trouble in different countries, but that's just through getting, uh, getting robbed or arrested or, you know, just random stuff that yeah. happens. But you don't go on to, like, actively but bag uh, out the royal family. I don't go out of my way to get in trouble because mm. if, if you get a mark against your name, you know, in, in your passport, then it's very hard to, to keep travelling. And I, and I, you know, that would basically be a chain around the ankles for me. Yeah, you'd be limited to, yeah, if you... I'd have to open up a comedy club in Melbourne or something. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne's a festival town, man. I know. <laughs> you do your one number. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to have do Have you it. sort of, like, obviously you're travelling. Have you... You got an eye to settling down at some stage. Like, I mean, is there a country? Like, I mean, like, yeah, your yeah. wife, kids, mortgage, yeah. all that lot. Did my did my mum call you and yeah. say, "Hey, let's can we?" I've got a list of questions. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you sort of thought like, I know when I travel, I always found like there's some cities you're like, yeah, I could live. Like, this will sound really yeah. stupid what I'm about to say, but having been there, every comic I've met is a liar because I went to Adelaide recently on holiday, and what a lovely town. With lovely yeah. people. There's actually some comment. There's great scene. Like, it's great. Like, I thought I could... Because Sydney, I'm going to say this straight out, is it's unlivable. It's so expensive. It's getting worse. I mean, I'm never going to own a home here, barring a lotto win. No. Well, I, look, I'm... But if I'm, you sort I'm of fortunate not to have to rent anywhere. I, I live, uh, live as I travel. So, every country or city I'm working in, I'm either given accommodation or I know somebody now. I've, tra- I've been travelling for 15 years, so... I kind of know someone everywhere I go, which is, you know, it's a unique sort of thing yeah, to have. Yeah, no, it's a great... But do you ever get... Say, you know, you win Lotto tomorrow, you've got... What was, oh, I'm silly. Say five million bucks. Is there a... T- are you going to set up a base somewhere or are you just... You're happy with where you... I think uh, there's a, there's like two or three major cities in the world I would I could probably live in. Uh, Amsterdam is one of them. Barcelona and New York. Um, but then you know these are big cities. Yeah, uh, they're they're you know they're but very rich. two of those three. They're very rich in culture, and there's a lot yeah. you know there's a lot to do there, and they're cool places to be. Well, I suppose the best thing about the Europe, like say Amsterdam, Barcelona, it's so easy to get to other countries. Exactly. I mean yeah. that is one of you benefit. Uh, it's not a, oh, it's a negative of Australia because it's so, like we are we're going. I'm going later in the year to Europe, and geez, it's a long flight. <laughs> it is, yeah. But you know, it's a long flight. I, I don't know. It's a long drive if you're here to go anywhere. That's so true. Well, you talk about walking across, you know, if you were to walk from Sydney to Perth. Sydney to Perth? How far would that be? Uh, yeah. That's a while. Yeah. I think it might be a little, yeah. I think my walk, the the one across Spain, it's a thousand K. So I think that's Sydney to Melbourne, maybe. That's a fair anyone's effort. anyone's listening that doesn't need a, yeah. I think that's about a 800 MCGs. If we want to do the, MCGs. the current affair analogy. 800 <laughs> you know, MCGs. They, those shows, they always... Measure things based on that well, is th- true. this much bread. It could fill the MCG four times, or you know, we need visuals. So pity, like I'm, because if I was a more research person, I'd be sitting here googling, or I'd have an assistant googling, going, "Oh, it's from yeah, but from there to there, yeah." yeah. I think a thousand. I think Sydney to Melbourne's about sounds a about right. Sounds like about right. If tweet, look, if you want to correct us, what, are you on? Tw- are you on Twitter, Instagram? What's your handle? Uh, it's called it's at it's Marcus Ryan. So that's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. YouTube. Yeah. So follow him and check him out, and especially if you're someone who's got no cash and wants to travel, you can live vicariously through. You can, yeah. A lot of people 
I've got a lot of a lot of emails. People message me on the inbox and say, "Hey, uh, so how are you doing this? What's going on? Like, there's some secret, but the secrets mm. just just do it." Yeah, hard work, persistence. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't have a I don't have a profile anywhere, but I I don't have to. I mean, you're be a great anywhere. comedian. I mean, yeah, you're doing. I think you know we'll probably talk to you again, well, hopefully before five years, and you know you'll be like, "Oh, June's India, July's Spain." Whereabouts in South America were you? Was it all over? Or I did everywhere. I, I started in Central America. I, I was in the U.S. Uh, two years earlier, and then I went to uh, Mexico for a gig. And from then, I just started taking buses and boats and planes and worked my way through Central America, then South America, and I gigged in every country. Do you get a favorite form of transport that you go? I kind of like buses because you can sort of get up and walk, walk, a, stretch your legs a little bit. They're, they tend to be fairly comfortable. Trains, trains, ideally, mm. uh, but the train system isn't that great through South America. South America. So buses tend to be the way, uh, and you see a lot, you know, unless it's a chicken bus and all your luggage is on the roof, getting people walking across the roof stealing stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> or you're or you're literally in the bus, uh, you know, wedged in between three people and it's hot and broken down and uh, you know, ideally, ideally being on a boat in the sunshine on a ferry is quite nice. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. But yeah. the gigs, the gigs in South America were a lot of fun. Gigged in Spanish too. Oh wow! Yeah, but nice. um, I need to improve myself on that one. Yeah. You, so you don't know whether they were laughing at the punchlines or whether you've just pronounced it. <laughs> my my most recent gig was in Barcelona in Spanish, and one of the comics uh, was just pissing himself laughing. He was behind me, and I, I turned back to look at him, and he was wetting himself. And he came up to me afterwards and he said, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I said, oh, thanks. He goes, I've just, it was just so bad. <laughs> and, and we loved it. Like, uh, for me, I knew it was bad, but it was something I, you know, yeah. I've done comedy in English for a long time. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I've got to push myself and see what yeah, I can no, do. Yeah, no, that's... Um, so I, I know I'm, I'm a long way off being fluent in Spanish, but I'm doing five and ten minute spots in Spanish. And it's, uh, you know, I'm getting there. That's pretty impressive. What countries do you feel like? What languages? Obviously, Spanish. You're confident to get around. Yeah, you must have picked up a few. Like, you're confident in, or is there any country that you? What languages other than Spanish and English are you? Um, you drive around in. I'd like to learn German, um, but that's a, that's a very hard one. Even the Germans say that's a hard language mm. to learn. So I think I'll I think I'll continue with Spanish. I really want to get better at that, and then from there I can work on French. Yeah, uh, French would be a nice one to learn. I know a bit. I I did French at school, and I went to France last year. Oh, and I I got enough to go around. Like yeah. I get, I w sort of worked out my little open air, and then I, you get a laugh or two. Like when I say that, like I pretty much say, "G'day, my name's Mark." I speak a little bit of English, but pretty badly, and I mis deliberately mispronounce the badly, so that'd get the laugh. But yeah. yeah, after that, if I could get you know order an ice cream, find out where to buy tickets, but. I'm not going to be talking about French politics with them in depth. No, and even the even the different dialects in different places. Uh, Spanish, for example, is you know it changes in every country and different parts of the country changes. So uh, you could you could be fluent in what you think is Spanish, but then you'll hear two people speaking Spanish and that you have no idea what they're saying. Well, imagine yes, yeah, South American versus actual Spain would be very. Oh, is it is even, it a huge? Even within South America. Uh, Argentina has different dialects uh, to Mexico, and then Cuba is different to Peru, and so every country within its own country has different languages as well. Mm. So even people in their own country don't know what the other people are saying. 
So to learn what you think is Spanish, on paper it's fine. You can write yeah. it and read it, but uh, to listen, and they're very fast talkers. Yes. That's why they have siestas, I think. They talk so fast, they need <laughs> they to nap. They just talk themselves to sleep. <laughs> I think I need a rest. No, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Marcus Ryan, thank you. It's fun. good to finally get you on the podcast. It's great to be back. So check, follow him on all social media. It's Marcus Ryan. Melbourne, last two weeks of the festival, Elephant and Wheelbarrow. Monday nights, the Lights Out comedy show. Yeah, and Lights Out And if you're listening... For some reason, we always have listeners in Germany on this podcast. I don't know why. You got any gigs in Berlin coming up, or I almost went there last year. I was I was gigging in uh, Netherlands, Czech Republic, and Poland, and uh, I had to get out of Europe. Like my visa was up, oh. and I had to fly literally the the morning after my uh, my last gig in Prague. So uh, I missed out on Germany, but uh, that's that's somewhere I've got connections, and uh, they want me to come. So. I'll be back there. Um, Pakistan is on the on the table this oh, wow. year, which is a cool thing. And India again, I'll be going back. I don't mean to cast aspersions, but maybe do some research on what you can and can't say in Pakistan. I think the only thing I can't say in Pakistan is that I've just been to India and it's a lovely country. Yeah, don't you yeah, don't <laughs> open up with the gear about. Yeah, don't get don't yeah. pull pub CJ's your opener. Those guys, those guys oh. aren't friendly with each other. No, so, they've um, got a good yeah, pretty good rivalry. Yeah, I, I think I think if you're an Indian comic, you're not allowed to go work in Pakistan or, or vice versa or something. So, uh, well maybe they are, but yeah, there's not a yeah. not a great deal of love between the two. So I'll just make sure I'm uh, yeah uh, avoiding that. But there's there's a few things in the Middle East I'm I'm looking at soon. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, the, I've got a few projects uh, which I'm working on, which hopefully will slow down the traveling a yeah, little bit a little bit but keep keep at it so if you want to actually if you live in a country that we, we've mentioned a lot tonight ladies and gentlemen yeah message it's marcus ryan on twitter facebook say come to slovenia or have you been there i've gigged in maribor yeah in slovenia i'm almost tempted i could probably throw it we could play a game i could name is there name a country you haven't been to yet or obviously pakistan the united States. is there anything not on the board that you'd like to put on the board Definitely, um, pretty much the majority of Africa. I've done. I've I've gigged in South Africa last year, but I'm looking to expand and uh, and work through all the countries in Africa. So that's that's like a big thing for me to try and tick off now. There uh, you go. So anyone who's got connections in Africa, get in touch. Yeah, definitely, or anywhere in Eastern Europe, or uh, you know, I like I like trying new places. So um, whatever country you're in, get in touch and let me know if you've got something, and let's make it happen. I'll come there. There we go. Well, Marcus Ryan, thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Um, you want to follow me on Twitter at MW Chat Show. And, you know, you found the podcast, so I won't give you all the links. Thank you guys for listening. And, yeah, check out Marcus's show. And I've got a show in the Sydney Comedy Festival. I'll post details up later. Anyway, that's enough rambling. 